0: Ready, hike! You are listening to Dynasty Logics. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Logics. I'm here. I'm Bobby. And on the other side, what's going on, Tom?
1: Redrafts.
0: Dude, special time of the year, right? Where Dynasty guys get their hands good and dirty and all of a sudden start playing this other league. You know
1: what? You're right. It's the other league. And it's funny how, like, when you get a Dynasty and you're in it for a long time, um, you just kind of like, I'm in these, like, redraft leagues or like keeper leagues you're like oh but you gotta remember like that's how you started like that's how everyone started in those leagues right and me and you have talked about the hardest thing to learn is like don't draft like a dynasty guy when you're in a redraft league right when you're in your work league like you just it's really hard to have this mentality we've had this talk and it's it's one of those things that you know basically we're going to talk about we're going to do a like you know we're going to throw some redraft we're a dynasty podcast but you know what Everyone plays in redraft. And I'm like, if you're like, I don't, you know, maybe you're a rare person, fine. But like, you're in the work league, you got to get in and everything else. And and the funniest part about that, I tell people, the work league is the best. It's like an NCAA pool bracket. Like, surely can win that. Like, anyone can win it. Like, it's all random. I'm like, you can be really, really good. And guys, get really, really lucky. But it's it's fun. You get in, and you know, you win it every once in a while. And it brings you back to your roots, right? So, you know we're just we're going to talk about things that you know we've seen that i've seen in drafts that you know i've done or seen other people do how to help you build a better roster and what we've seen in the you know the weird transition of the way this season is especially with drops off and cliffs at some of these positions
0: so well said we are going back to the roots we're going back to our origin this is uh it's where it all started and um
1: let me ask you this i mean what was the first Site you played fantasy on, ESPN. Uh I started with CBS actually. Actually, sporting news originally. Oh, I, uh, there
0: you I, go. There you newspaper go.
1: Newspaper at work back in the day.
0: That's Sp- awesome.
1: Sport, sporting news, sporting news, thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that old school. But yeah, that's that's a you know, and that's why I remind people when, you know, I'm like, you should be in like one of the league. Like we know, I know people who are only in Dynasty or only. I'm like, you should be in like something else, Mike. Is it hard? Yeah. I'm like, I'm in a bunch of different like weird leagues. And like, that's been like the fun for me. And, you know, almost like the challenge is like having to have a different mentality in 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 a dynasty long-term, you know, full IDP draft compared to, you know, a a 10 team keeper league, um, compared to a non PPR keeper league or straight up redraft work league. Like those all have different variances that like, it's a fun little challenge to you know keep yourself in check, and honestly, it's helped me in Dynasty. And I'll tell you, this is the one reason that deep down I keep playing in, in these variant leagues is it's helped me to understand that you can't just take upside in Dynasty. You need to have chalk. You need to have stability. You need to have safety first, and that's what you need. And that's what I found this season. Like that's what I want when I go in these drafts. Like I'm looking. To have a nice, safer base. And that's the way I've seen these drafts. And when I'm talking that, I'm talking, you know, first round, I want a running back. Like, I'm taking a running back in the first round. And to me, there's two exceptions, right, in a 12-team league. It's Kelsey or Adams, right? And that's the decision I think you have if you're pick five and below. And I'm fine with that. But other than that, I'm hammering running backs. Because the drop-off is massive once you get, you know, out of the first 12, 13. It's a lot of risk. Like, is there upside? Yeah, but do I want my number one back to be a risk?
0: I do have a question for you. Go ahead. Is Kelsey the
1: number two overall, though? No, I wouldn't take a number two overall.
0: So ADP's got him slotted around eight. Um, I'm trying to figure out why I'm seeing them at a consensus of two to five. ADP has it shorter, but I'm not reaching. Not in the first round. That's just, that's ill-advised. I I've,
1: I've seen it between six and eight so the eight right. That's usually the range. And I get the decision. Like, I get it. Like if you don't have faith in a back, we really want Kelsey and, and I'm big on taking a tight end. Like to me, there's, you know, there's a big drop off in tight ends. So like it gives you a little advantage because you don't have to take that. And you can make up for it in the next two rounds. Like if you am going, if I'm going Kelsey in the first round, I now know that I'm probably going running back, running back. I, I got to get two running backs because I'm not getting, you know, a, a, I'm not getting a first round running back, right? I might be able to get like a mix in, in the second round, but I'd like to pair mix them with someone else. Like, you know what I mean? Like that maybe I'm mixing in Hilaire, right? So I feel, I feel a little bit better, right? So, I mean, it depends. That's where the swing for the draft is. To me, that's where the draft is. You know, re-rafts, like the first You know, four or five picks are chalked. They're running backs, but like once you get into that Adams Kelsey debate in the middle, that's where your whole draft board changes. Like you know, and that's the big thing in in redraft. Like it changes to what you should take. Like I'll tell you this. You know, we'll we'll talk about players in these rounds, but I want five players in the first five rounds. I want two running backs, I want two wide receivers, and I want a tight end. That's what I want in my first five picks, right? Whatever way you got to get there to get there, that's that's what I've seen works, and that's the best safest floor, because it gives you a floor, and then you can go upside, right? Because there's value of positions, right? But that changes on swings, right? Don't you agree?
0: So one of one of my concerns with going Kelsey first in your first round, I understand the allure but there's a there's a point differential and once you get you know I understand that Kelsey's is going to beat out other tight ends but what I don't understand is the fact that you're going to then punt especially in a PPR league your wide receivers until almost the fourth round and that's where I'm a little more uncomfortable with with uh, grabbing my first wide receivers well, in that range.
1: Well, get comfortable this year. Right, sit back, relax. Right, get a cup of tea, and relax. Okay, because get comfortable this year. Because wide receivers are deep, like ridiculously deep. You can get you can get number one receivers in the third, fourth round. Right, you can get a good wide receiver core. And I'm right. You're right. That's the fear. But you have to deal with any position. You're gonna have to figure out. And I'm not a quarterback guy, so if you take a quarterback, that's fine with me. Like you can still take a quarterback to me, and and get away with it if you if you draft certain ways. So like you know, if you're taking running back in the first round, right? So say I got the third pick, right? What what pick do I have? Let's do it this way. You 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 pick a number one to twelve. What pick do you want?
0: Goes goes as low as nine. If I'm in the twelve.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So. So, I'll take the corners. All right. All right. We'll, we'll give you eight for argument, better purposes, right? You got pick eight. I got five. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll do it like this. I wouldn't do this. I would take running back here. Personally, I'll tell you this before we get into this, me taking Kelsey and show you what you can build. I personally went running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. And then tight end, because I want a tight end. Like, that's been my strategy all this season. That's what I'm sticking to. That's what I like this season, because I think wide receivers are deep. Um, when I mean deep, I end up with Allen Robinson and CeeDee Lamb. Like, um, yeah, like, that's fine. It is my no. And so, all right. So, so, IK Kelsey at five, right? At, at eight, right? Adams is gone. Let's say Adams goes six. All right. So, now you're up at eight. Taking a back. Which one?
0: I'm um, Probably. I mean, you could you could land on a guy like Henry Taylor or
1: Elliot at that point. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. So then come back around. Now. Now we're in the second round. You're up. All right. What well, What are you looking at here? I'd like to see if one of the other two fell.
0: Like who? Just for argument's sake. Who's let's the other say, two? Let's say I got mixed in the second. Then um. Then I might actually double down on on two running backs.
1: Yeah, agreed. 100% agreed. 100% agreed. All right, me. Me on the other hand, All right now I'm picking behind you. All right, so now I took Kelsey. So now I got two choices right here. All right, I take the best receiver. It's probably not Diggs. Maybe it's like maybe it's Ridley. Maybe I take Ridley. Or am I chasing running back? You might and be able thi- to get
0: a Metcalf or a Hopkins though, too.
1: I, I and I 100 percent agree, but I'm not. I, I'm taking I'm taking running back. So you're taking Mixon. Uh, I'll take um Tuesday, like Hilaire. I'll take Hilaire.
0: And folks, for those of you who are right. trying to figure out what he's doing right now, he's not looking at a fucking thing. So he's doing mental calculations. Yeah, throwing
1: yeah. that one out there because yeah. you're a f- damn maniac. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, well, probably because I can I can see all the stuff and this is how it plays out. So again, like I take a guy like Hilaire or a guy like Nixon, right? That's the t- that's the tier I'm in. Or you're taking an Eckler, right? And at that point, when I made up my mind that I'm taking one of those second tier running backs that I like, but right? I don't hundred percent trust the full season, my like number one back. That's where I'm doubling down. All right, so now to cover my ass, right now my next pick in the third round, right because I, I took Kelsey, then I took Mixon or Hilaire, the third round I'm going to double down. So now I'm taking the next running back. Like now I'm taking, you know maybe James Robinson or Edwards or Swift. Um, I'm trying to
0: strong possibility Swift Swift would be there
1: in um, in the in the third round, right? As my second back, right? Cuz now I want to double down cuz I don't have one. You know, in my mind if I don't get a running back in the first round, right? If I don't get a, you know, a Chubb, I mean, you can see a, a Chubb or a Taylor, you know, but they're going at the bottom of the first round. So I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to see those guys. And Gibson's probably top of the second. So yeah, you got that second range, but that that second tier is pretty big. Like you have a lot of upside running backs and you can still get a wide receiver like if i get the turn now i took two running backs and i get up the clock and i need a receiver i guarantee you in that fourth round guys like Allen robinson cd lamb adam thielen like all sitting on the board like okay now what am i doing well now i'm going to double down again so now i'm going to take a wide receiver in the fourth and i'm going to take one in the fifth i mean you're seeing like a julio jones in like the fourth like fifth round like Adam Thielen slipping down the board. Like Corey Davis is a way later guy slipping down the board. Like the wide receivers near deep. And if I walk yeah. away, now if I walk away and I take those two, right? So maybe I now I don't have to get in the tight end run it's in there, right? So I took two wide receivers, right? So now we're in the sixth round. So now I got Kelsey, Hilaire, um, who's the other back? I to who do they take? Uh Edwards, Robinson, one of those guys. I took Swift, right? and then I took Robinson and CeeDee Lamb. It's a nice starting five right there. And then you could still – then I would go running back. I would continue to go running back. I, w- I would I I would would go whoever's left, and then I'd start hammering, like, the Gaskins, um, you know, Ronald Jones, Mike Davis, because now I want a third running back. I want depth. I got two wide receivers. I got a tight end on the scores. I'm also not taking a quarterback because they're coming off the board to fly. You can build a team any which way you make that pick. And I'll tell you this, and I I told you this, and I tell people, the key pick in in these drafts, the key pick is like that fourth, that fourth, fifth round. Those are the picks where it's a swing. Because your first three picks, you you can get solid players, whatever you take. If you take a running back, wide receiver, tight end, or quarterback, if you take one of each, whatever you do is fine. It's that fourth and fifth round that are key. Like, what are you, what are you trying to build here? Are you, do you need another receiver? Like, it, that's the that's the point in the draft where you have to make sometimes a pick of need. Like, I want one of these tight ends, and like five of them just went, so now I have to take a tight end, like. Those are the rounds I think switch your draft. And then after that, honestly, it's super fun. Cause then you're like, all right, let's go upside. Let's let's play. Because I got a I got a core of five guys I trust. You know, you know, normal format. You know, we're talking two running backs, three wide receivers, you know, quarterback, uh, tight end flex, kicker defense, right? So then you have fun in the back end, right?
0: So I see where you're going with it. And and this is where, you know, one of the reasons why we even kicked around in this episode one it's because it's this time of year and we want to talk talk redraft but two um I was in a in a draft just a couple of days ago and didn't look at a single thing on paper um which was me resting on my 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 knowledge of dynasty and that's actually what hurt me a little bit more than helped me uh I ended up building more of a dynasty it had you know significant upside but you know with that upside very easily can i fall flat on my face all the same so uh but i will say my first four rounds um i went wide out wide out running back running back so to your point i was certainly staying in that uh but it was on that fifth one where i went one more wide out and that's probably where I should have grabbed myself a tight end to, to close out that five.
1: And that's tough to see. Like you going in blind like that, it's tough to see. I mean, I've been in a few drafts like crazy enough. I still got two more. So I, I've seen this. So this is, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of do this podcast, like real quick is to tell people like, yeah, I get it. Like, and I'm a wide receiver guy. Like for years, I was the wide receiver early guy. I'm hammering two wide receivers early, like loved it. You know, and I'm always been you know trying to get a tight end early or late, but I think the late ones are huge drop off in, this, in the season. Um, but in the drafts I've been in, everything I've seen, the wide receiver core in the new NFL, the wide receivers are so deep. Like I said, like you, you can get an Allen Robinson <laughs> in like the fourth round. Like, it's like oh, okay, I get it. Like, but who says Allen Robinson couldn't be a top five wide receiver? Like you're getting top five wide receiver potential in like the third and fourth round. Right, well, you can't really get that with that running back. All right, you're not really gonna because then, well, you can, but then you're taking a, a bigger risk. All right, because the drop off is massive in that third round. That's where you, that's where you're seeing, you know, like I said, that's where you're seeing, you know, Swifts come off the board. You know, Robinson's coming off the board. Edwards is coming off the board. You know, Harris is coming off the board. Chris Carson's coming off the board. All right, that's a big, big running back round in that third round. All right, so if you can get two in the first. Right, you have your pick and choice because now in the third you can take, you can take Kittle's. Like if you went running back, running back in the first two rounds, now you can take a Kittle's in the third if you want, right? You can, and then you can go wide receiver, wide receiver. You know, either way, or you can take a wide receiver in the third. You can take, you know, you can, you might get like you said. I don't think Metcalf is is going to is slipping that that far, but AJ Brown slipping almost in the third round a little bit. The, the amount of talent, I'm like, you can get all the Pittsburgh receivers. Like the talent, it's like with upside. Like I said, I mean, I, I've been getting Corey Davis in like the, you know, eighth to 10th round. I'm like, all right, I, I, you know, I'll I'll take that. And, you get, you know, you can get later round flyers, like my best pick of the draft, guy everyone should hammer late, Russell Gage. Get him in like the 13th, 15th round. He's going to get hundred over 100 targets. Like, yeah, that's the guy I want in my bench. Like that's my fourth receiver. That's what I want. I can get that guy in, like, the 14th, 15th round. I'm going to hammer running backs in the middle rounds. So I'm going to hammer all those, that Gaskins, Ronald Jones. I'm going to hammer those guys in, like, that fifth round. Like, go just right so there. if you're
0: taking Russell Gage in the 13th round because of somewhere in between 80 to 100-plus targets, why is Pitts going in the sixth?
1: Well, that's, that's because he's uh, the new flashy guy. So, I mean, well, Pitts, he
0: is the unicorn.
1: He is the unicorn, and Pitts is also in the draft that I've been in. He's been going before Andrews and Hawkinson, and I'm like, I'm not that. I don't. You don't need to pay for that. So, like, you know, and again, like, this is and this is why there's a drop off in tight ends this year in redrafts, because somebody's taken Pitts in the fourth round. So now he's the fourth tight end off the board, right? Now, like, now, so now the oh shit factor kicks in. Like because for me now it's you know it's it's Andrews, Hawkinson, and Thomas, and then I'm just waiting <laughs> to throw darts on two guys later on. And I don't really want to. Like I want one of those guys, and but that's the gauge. Like, so that's the switch. Like if I'm not if I don't get a tight end and I am fine taking the tight end in any round in the first five rounds. If you say Kelsey in the first, five. Waller in the second, love it. Kittles in the third, perfect. Great way he's been going. Fourth is where it gets squirrely. Like that's where Pitts goes, and once Pitt goes, one of the other tight ends is going to go. And if you're in that round, you're that's a forced pick. Like you, now you're have to take it, right? So I'd rather do that and be forced to take a tight end right there because I know I can get receivers with higher potential than I can get, you know, safer running backs early. Right. Because I, I want at least a couple of running backs and then they can play outside later on. But the wide receivers, like I said, they're so deep. I mean, you talk about Metcalf, like you can get a Tyler locket kicking around there, like the fifth round, like, you know, Robbie Anderson, six, like sixth, seventh round, TJ Moore, six, you know, seventh, eighth round. Like, you, got, you know, Corey Davis, like this thousand yard receivers all over the board, you know, and then you got, you know, guys like Brandon Cooks, you get guys like Buller, um, you get a ton of like really, really big upside guys that you can take at wide receiver, you know, Brandon Ayuk I and mean, we can, you know, you, you go through these teams and this wide receiver, you know, this 30 something wide receivers where I think the running back is a big drop off. Especially guys who don't share carries. But, and I want you know, a couple, I want two running backs who don't share carries. And then you can take that, you know, a little bit of upside, but you know, that's been the drop-off, like you know. And again, people do the you know take the shiny toy, take the rookies. I mean, I, I've been seeing Sermon like come off the board with Mozart. and I'm like, what are we doing here? I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, uh, okay. And and you know, Sermon and Williams come off the board, and like Gaskins is still there, um, Mike Davis is still there, Ronald Jones. I'm like, uh, okay. Again, you can take two of these guys in the middle, like that's in that fifth, sixth round, like, I'm taking running backs, because I can get a guy like, you know, a Ty Lockett or a Corey Davis, <laughs> like, you, you know, like, you've seen Julio Jones, like, these guys are slipping. They're, they're just falling down, guys, like Adam Thielen, like, they're falling, like, way down the board where you can get them, you know, and you factor in everyone's taking quarterbacks, like, starting in the second round, like, someone's taking Mahomes, like, factor it in, like, then quarter, all the quarterbacks start to go, and you're like, okay, and you know, people take one running back and they do the zero RB, at one running back, and I'm fine with that. You can do that. But, like, the upside on the back end is I don't think there's a ton there right now.
0: Well, so what you were talking about a little bit earlier with, with Logan Thomas, you know, needing to be kind of one of those last guys, last tight ends that you'll touch. Um,
1: potential 100 target guys. Those are guys I think will should all see close to 100 targets.
0: Well, this is where this is where I become a little on the riskier side on the maybe 90 targets to versus your 100. I'm going to look at, if you recall, we were looking at Miami a little bit earlier this offseason and they just had an absolute disaster of a wide core. You had out of what left and settled, you had Parker, Mac Hollins, Jalen Waddle, Albert Wilson, Grant. Well, you know who I'm still taking. I'm still taking Jaceki. I think he has the ability to actually surprise some people.
1: Um, Listen, and you're right, and that's a perfect segue into Plan B, right? I'm a big tight end early guy. I think it's I, I want. I personally see that as those guys should all see it, 100 targets. And that's the volume I kind of want. Like that's that's what I want. And after that, I agree with you. I think there's a huge group of upside. And I'll, I'll tell you this: if you if I'm going upside like that, I'm probably doubling down, right? Because you can take two of them. And you're right. Like like you talk about Gusecki, right? Th- then you get in the guys here, like oh, Zach Ertz is like the great value. Like he's just falling all on the board. Like I- I'll take a Gusecki and an Ertz, right? And then see what like see what pans out. Right? And then one hits, and I can get rid of the other one. Like, perfect. Boom. Guys like Goddard, right? Talk about guys like, you know, Everett. Um, this is Ingram. There's a ton of second tier guys, but they're all, they're all too, they're all definitely like risk reward, right? And the other guys are definitely game changers. Is there a Logan Thomas in that group of wide receivers? I mean, at tight ends. Yeah, I think one of those, like, because we see it almost every year. Like, right? that fluctuation in that top, like, you know, seven, eight um, tight ends. A guy like Logan Thomas jumped up out of nowhere last year, right? Same thing will happen this year, right? Can you pick that guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just telling you that the difference I found between Dynasty and, like, redraft leagues is I kind of want the chalk right up front and limit my risk later on. I'm like, and tight ends perfect. Like, and I tell people, like, guys, like, if you want to take a quarterback early, fine, take a quarterback early. I don't have a problem with that. If you're a guy, you know, and you're like, I'll just you know roll the dice with a Gasecki later on. Okay, fine. Like, but have a plan. Like, know you should be getting like a couple of running backs, you know, and two wide receivers, and then take whatever. You know, you can do crazy stuff. Uh, the only thing the only thing I wouldn't tell people is just don't go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I've done that in the past and it's worked. This is not the year for that. <laughs> no, I, I think
0: I think if you recall, there were a couple of years ago you could do that. Yeah. But the but the game has yeah. changed yep. yet again. Yep. So I you know, there was there was that time where there's less and less of those bell cows. So if you have the opportunity to grab one. Or two. If you have two, you're you're doing just fine. You have three, you're doing even better than many. So I I I don't know, Tom. I, I don't know which way to which way to go next unless we're gonna start talking IDPs in this, but I don't think we are.
1: No, so I mean you had a you had a good you had a good lead in right there and and, and you're right, you know, you want two of those backs, you know, kind of early ish. I would take it one step further. I want like five backs by the time I get to like you know the eighth round, ninth round. Like I'm trying to hammer backs in the middle with the value because I think that's where the value is. Because uh, it is wide receivers, like I said, it's, I mean, even wide receivers late, like you can get a guy like Kenny Galladay falling down the board. <laughs> like you can get these guys. Chenault is getting a little over drafted, but even a guy like Ayuk, who's getting drafted four or five rounds earlier, than you can get Samuel. So you can find value in that, in that third receiver, right? So you can, you can wait on receiver. That's, that's the bottom line. It's like, trust that process because it hasn't been that way in the past because people are like I need a receiver. I need one of these big marquee receivers. And there's a lot of them. Like there's a lot, like, there's a lot of them, a lot going to second. Like you said, the second round is full of them. And then, you know, even the third round, like you're going to get guys all in every round, those first, you know, four rounds, five, Five rounds, just thousand yard receivers all over the board, right? And you can just double down with two of them. Right? and then you can take the value on tight end, like you know, like we talked about. Look, there's there's a bunch of tight ends that you can take. Um, the deepest tight end upside lottery ticket I have for you is uh is Jared Cook. All right, one more one more time, right?
0: Yeah, you can have him. I I I, 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 I have regular he, league.
1: He's my, he's my he's my corner, I'm not he's my tight end. He's my tight end dart throw. He's just a tight end free dart throw. I'm throwing out there because he's free, and he's the only one that has huge upside. All of a sudden, if Herbert becomes a tight end guy, Cooks can dust off some old school moves. I'm just saying, but that's where the value is. Like I think you can find value, and running backs a lot harder to find value later on because later on in the draft, like yeah, you can take value running back, but now you're taking like lindsey david johnson um you know Carter. you're taking yeah you're taking carter and it's like mm, i'm like mm, i'm like um mm. all right i don't want that with my third fourth running back like i want to have if you're playing two starters i want three on my team like i running backs go down and you want three um and then you can find value and my value is always quarterback right? Old managers. And everyone does it. And I have no problem with t- people take quarterbacks early because people, you know, oh, here's my draft. Look at my team. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do this. Oh, the quarterback? I'm like, no, that's fine. I don't do it. But I'm like, the quarterback is never the problem when they take a quarterback. The problem when you take a quarterback, you got to remember that you, now you have to get two other positions and learn that i am got to punt somewhere. So, you know, I would, you know, punt maybe tight end in that position because if you're punting, You know, running back, it's a little bit tighter. But I think there's value at running back. I mean, a quarterback. And, you know, you've been in that camp, right? You've been in that weight on the quarterback. quarterback.
0: I've punched quarterback, and this year I actually – I grabbed Dak in the seventh round. Uh, More because Dak was available in the seventh round. Um, I, to your point, I saw – those hundred target tight ends already off the board, uh the wide receivers and running backs out of there. I thought I had better upside that I could at least um, hedge my my points with the quarterback. So let's say that I'm in a bye week and one of my two top end running backs um is out. now I gotta play a guy like, you know, let's say I grabbed a, a Carter or a Naheem Hines or something like that. Well, now I'm hoping that my quarterback helps spring out and shaves maybe a couple more points on that other side. So at the end of the day, I'm still in an okay spot.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I agree with you. Like, and just by what I tell people, I, and I've done it. Like I've, I've randomly done it and, and I have no problem. You know, you can tell me, you know, Rogers going and style all off. I'm in on that one, you know, Josh Allen, Murray, I get it. Rushing upside, high flying offenses. I'm in. I I, I get it. Um, but I think there's value when you get a little bit past that. Like I think people get a little past that. I feel like, I love Brady, but Brady for some reason seems to be getting drafted by people who already have a quarterback. There's the thing about two quarterbacks. I'm like well, I shouldn't be there. I'm like, you know, Brady's the guy in the middle. So like I think is a, is a, is a good value. You know, you, you can get a Brady. Probably he's going in like the seventh round, eighth round. Um, my value pick a quarterback, and the guy I've actually drafted in every draft I've been in so far, which is crazily random, is um, is Ryan Tannehill, and and mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that value. Like I, I'm I'm good with that. I, I Brian Brian Tannehill is a guy that I can I'll ride with. With those weapons, I mean, I think he threw, like, 33 touchdowns last year. I'm fine. But even after him, like, in after him rounds later, like, guys like Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins are just on the board forever. Like, and I don't have a problem with that. Do do I know what to expect? Yeah, it's going to be a little up and down, but I'm going to get, like, points they're going to throw enough. Like, are are they huge upsides? No. But if the rest of my team is that much better, the quarterback differential sometimes between that you know, 18th quarterback and the, and the number one guy is you know usually five to seven points a week. Like it's it's not like a ton. Like when you get into that you know the category and the overall numbers, but you know that's always been the edit. That's you know, and there's two sides of the coin. I get it. You know, I've always been on the on the weight on the uh, on the quarterback. You know, but this is honestly, and I'll tell you this: this is actually the draft, and this is the season where. I could see myself taking a quarterback in a certain position. Like, you know, if, if it happened to fall that way, I, I could see myself doing that. You know, if I took two running backs and a tight end and I felt like there's enough wide receivers I can get, you know, in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. Maybe I'm taking, you know, a Kyle Murray right there, or Josh Allen, like, you know, Lamar Jackson for the rushing upside. Absolutely. In that spot, I can 100% see it. And I don't disagree with it. But after that, you know, yeah, Will Russell Wilson, Sprenkleman to get out of control and start seeing. You know, people take. I love people taking like guys like Lance. You know, rookies are coming up. Mac Jones coming off the board. I'm like, this is this is a redraft league. I'm like, one quarterback. I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it,
0: I get it. Uh, one of my one of my favorite maneuvers last year, uh, and I still think it can resonate this year, is grabbing a guy like Metcalf. Uh, in your first couple of rounds, but well, you still have a couple of couple of running backs. Um, however, you however you got to those few few backs, but then grabbing a Russell Wilson and kind of stacking those points at that point. So it's something I it worked well for me until right until
1: the playoffs when Good they call. just shit on themselves. So. Well, upside, to upside, downside. Like, I, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like, it, it's actually a decision. And, and I tell people, it's funny because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a quarterback guy. When people say things like, oh, you're not a quarterback guy, it doesn't mean I don't understand it. Like, there's people who are like, oh, you're wrong. because You draft quarterbacks. So like, I don't think those people are wrong. I'm like, there's certain leagues where I've done it. In. Like, there's certain leagues where I'm like, no, it's actually a pretty good value because you can find value in another position. Like I said, I think this is the year where you can – take a quarterback early and be fine with it because I think there's the group of wide receivers you can get, you know, in the, you know, fourth to eighth round is insane. You know, you just thousand, like I said, this thousand yard receivers all over the board. Right. I mean, you, you and I have both done it in drafts where we had to take a receiver like an Adam Thielen, like sitting there in like the sixth, like, you're like, I don't need Julio, but he's here in the sixth. Why? Like, yeah, those guys are like in those rounds you know, and that's, why you can take a quarterback early, you can take one of the top quarterbacks and then end up with you know one of those guys in pair or like a, a Tyler Lockett, or you take the Metcalf early, right? You take Metcalf in the second round, you could even be crazy enough and like you know then take a tight end, you know, go running back, wide receiver, tight end, and still have potential for other great wide receivers like all over the board for the next like four and a half, five rounds. So it so just trust there'll be a wide receiver there, right? There'll be a 1000 yard wide receiver. Like, if there's guys you don't like, fine, that's different. Like, you know, you don't like Robbie Anderson, the value is there for him. Again, I don't love D.J. Moore with the values there. You know, all the Pittsburgh wide receivers we didn't even talk about, they're all they're sprinkled in all over the board, all over the place. Like, just think about these offenses and how many wide receivers are on offenses, right, when you go into a draft. Like, there's a lot more wide receivers – who are valuable than running backs because you're like, ugh, I don't like that guy. Like, I don't like Mike Davis. I'm not hyping up Mike Davis, but I'm like, listen, you know, I'd rather have a Mike Davis than, you know, the Edmonds, uh, you know, Connor mess or the Houston Texans mess. Like, okay, I'm fine with that. You know, same thing with a guy like Gaskins. Um, even a Ronald Jones, who splits carries, what these are the best at slipping carries. I think he's going to get a 1,000 yards. If that team's good. You know, he's those are the guys that you a, a little bit of a chalk, right? Instead of mm-hmm. instead of taking instead of taking, you know, Sermon, right? Take take Mozart, right? Take take the shock a little bit. Take take the safer play. And then you can take upside. Like then you can take back end upside. Like you can take a JD McKissick later on as like a safe, you know, fifth fifth back he's sitting on the board. Um, you know, and then you can take those, you know, Ramon Stevenson lottery tickets later on in the in the back end. Okay. And then you got guys like Henderson um, you know, Sony Michelle. So, I mean, you got, like, plenty of weird lottery tickets. You know, Edmonds, Connor, we talked about. Like, you have a bunch of those. So, why not take, like, you know, four safe running backs who you know are going to start? You know, uh, and like I said, my drafts have come, you know, I've come away with, a lot with Taylor and, like, a, you know, Taylor and, like, an Elliott. And then I still end up, you know, drafting Mike Davis and and Gaskins. Right. And then and then and then go upside. I end up actually with Brianne Jones too, um, because they're just safe and I can just play them wherever I want. And the upside just isn't huge because you you're splitting hits. Like I said, there's you know five to six teams where you can pick up back. Um, a good value is is Jacobs actually. Jacobs Falls where he's really good value. Um, you know because people have that fear he's going to lose touches. I don't think he is. I think he's a great value at running back.
0: He's yeah. also a, a a great um a great target to trade for uh, in dynasty leagues as well. And I know this has been a redraft show, but you know there's the last minute shuffles. You know, I think he's a great target to go after.
1: Right? No, I 100 agree. He's definitely he, he's definitely a value, which is funny because like him and Miles Sanders, you know, came in together, and all last year, Sanders cost more, right? And now it's funny because now you can get it the opposite way. And I personally have them very similar and I'd rather pay for the cheaper of the two. So yeah, I mean, you can get guys like that slipping down the board and I don't have a problem taking a guy like that as my number two running back. But what I'm saying is when you do that, you know, say you take a guy like Taylor in the first, right. And then you wait on, on running back and you know, You take a guy like that with upside, I want to take another one. But I'm taking Jacobs. I want to make sure I end up getting, you know, a Davis, Gaskins. um, I'm just saying them because they're there. Harris, that's the group of guys that usually in that range that, you know, are going to start. You know, they're going to get the ball. That's perfect. I got a third guy in case something happens with Jacobs. Like, I want that. You know, I want three starters. That's what you feel comfortable with. Because, like I said, wide receivers – you can get them all over the board. Like I said, you know, Corey Davis way late. Like, and then you can take lottery tickets. You can take, you know, cooks. And then you got, you know, rookie wide receiver upside. Like, you know, Chase goes. Um, even some of the later ones, like I love I love our boy real late. Like he's a nice later on flyer as the mummy returns. All right, looking better and better with uh, you know, I'm on Savera right there with Detroit's no wide receiver core. You know, he's a guy you can take later.
0: Oh, especially after they thought it'd be a great idea to get rid of um, Perryman as well, I I don't know what's going on. In, in,
1: uh, they just they just paid him to work out. They paid him two million dollars to show everyone how you work out in the offseason and They said, "Okay, thank you." That's so, cool. So, yeah. so
0: the only two people I'm touching over there right now is is Hockinson, all uh, three Swift, and uh, and the Mummy. Those are the only three that I'm I'm grabbing for uh, skill players anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, and those are the late-round dart throws that you can take at, like, wide receiver. That's the lottery ticket. Um, you know, like I said, guys like A.J. Green, I'm taking that lottery ticket in the late round. You know, I'm taking these later-round lottery tickets a little, a little bit better. You know, at a lot of times you can get, like, Marvin Jones falls down the board. You can take that risk. You know, your boy Shark, um, which is crazy to me because I like Chennault, but he's been going higher than the other two, which I'm not overpaying for. That's the reason I don't like Ayuk at his price because people are, are paying, you know, too much. I think for him with Samuel, I'm like I can just get similar guy with like a guy like Samuel, um, at, at you know, at, at a cheaper price. So, but there's a lot of late round wide receivers you can you know you can take shots on. Um, Jacoby Myers is you know it, is always I think is very reliable even whatever that team is. Um,
0: so. To your point, I think there are some some nice late round targets. Uh, this is where I kind of do my uh, my my cheap work, uh, but it's also where you can you can really help build your depth on the back end, which is always really helpful because um, guys get injured, and you want to make sure that you're ready for those injuries before the season seasoning starts. Best you can, right? So guys like. Um, David Johnson, Mike Williams, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I I found Devontae Parker late. Uh my my guy, Brian Edwards, uh, not your guy, but my guy. Uh, you know, these are these are a couple of targets that I think you can pick up, especially in a PPR. Um, grabbing on Naheem Hines is is still a really solid play. Uh, but Marquez Callaway, uh I'm a little higher on Callaway than you are.
1: He's being drafted way too high though. Way too high for me.
0: In the 12th round?
1: He he's been going before Corey Davis. It's the players he's been I've seen that he's been going before is I'm not paying for that. Like I'm not because I, I, I like him. The problem I have is if Michael Thomas comes back, what's that like? Like I don't know. And when I can get a guy like like I said, I can get a guy like Corey Davis in that same range even a, i probably would rather take a brandon cooks like, i i could take a little bit safer guy with the same kind of potential
0: are you touching anybody in houston besides david johnson
1: i would take i would take i would take brandon, i would take Brandon i would take him late if he's sitting there as a board as my fourth receiver yeah i would you might you know if he's my bench receiver i'd take that upside because i think you can take two upsides later on you know you could take a guy the only other guy i would i potentially a guy I own because I personally like him, but he's definitely a dart throw, and that's Nico Collins. Right. I think Nico Collins will get in that game and will get will start to play. I, I just it's not gonna be early. It's not gonna be early. It's probably gonna be later in the season. So he's a guy that you know I have, but I'll drop him if I have to. Um but other than that, no, I mean I could see you on Lindsay. I like Johnson a little bit more. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with, like a guy like Brandon Cooks. Like same reason, you know, you're talking about like guys like Devontae Parker. Like, it's a simple, Those are similar guys. Like, these guys should see a hundred targets. Like, I, I, I don't care what offense it is. Like, I, I will take that over a guy like Callaway. Who I don't know what's going to happen when Thomas returns, right? And I don't have to pay the price. He's going earlier. Right? He's going way earlier than I than you want to pay for him at this point.
0: So, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, one of the things that I. And I I remember being introduced to handcuffs when I first started, um, and this is one of the, the handcuffs that I'd I'd have to make sure I I went after would be uh, a Melvin Gordon um, Jamal Williams, not Jamal Williams. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, you can't do that in this in this year because you'd have to. You I've I see what you're saying but they're both going too high. Like I'm not paying a, a single round pick to get those two guys. Right. And Gordon's going like he's coming off the board in the first like 10 rounds. So now I'm backing up my backup. I would rather, I I got Zeke and I'd rather wait and I could take, I took Tony Pollard later. All right. I'm not trying to back up Williams because I'm, if I'm drafting Williams, that's the problem I have draft drafting Williams. I would take Williams as my third, you know, potential upside risk. But like, He's not going to start out the gate. So, uh, again, that's a situation where I think he's getting overvalued well, a little bit. But he's great. Li- I think he's going to be great later on. I, I love William. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. But am I backing him up with Gordon? No, because I want him to replace Gordon. Right? Your theory is right, but he's not a perfect example. Like, you know, you, you, but you're right. You can do cheap ones, right? Just like like Damien Harris and, like, Stevenson is a nice cheap one. Right? All right. If you're going to take that risk of Patriots backs, like there's some cheap ones. Like, you know, you could do the David Johnson, Lindsay thing. Like you definitely can double down and, and hit on a backfield later on. There's no doubt about that. Like go nuts with that.
0: What about uh mustard and uh Trey sermon?
1: Um, I like, I like sermon. He's just going way too high. I mean, he, he's, he's going right around where, where Mozart is like in the same range. I'm like, I'm not paying for that backup upside. When you, I would feel better probably taking like a Chase Edmonds. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's fine.
0: I just want to talk about some handcuffs real quick.
1: No, no, I I agree with you. I mean, obviously, the Kareem Hunts get sprinkled, you know, he goes off the, you know, he goes off the board early. um, And, you know, the bigger name guys come off the board early. That's why I said you can get like, you know, a little bit cheaper, I guess, handcuffs later on. But like, you, you could better off probably doubling down and, Taking a split backfield Because like I said The cheapest guy That I've seen In a backup Is like Pollard Is pretty cheap Um, Naheem Hines I wouldn't call him The backup To Taylor So like I think it's Wilkins And I'm like I'm not really taking Wilkins In a redraft league As a backup I'm like because then
0: I'd rather Take Hines You know what I mean Well yeah So
1: that's where the line Like that's where In like redraft leagues It's not Dynasty Like you don't want To try to back I mean I took Pollard when I drafted Zeke because he was there in, like, the third to last round. Like, he was sitting there, and I was like, why not, right? But other than that, if you do that, it's going to limit your upside. Like, yeah, if, you know, it's not – you can take a couple of them, but they're not really worth it unless they're huge. I mean, we could name off, like, a ton of them. Like, well, you know, I'm Michael done. Carter's going, like, way too high. You know, it's like a handcuff. Well, what um, about
0: um, what about Henderson and Sonny Michelle?
1: Yeah, no, I loved them both of them. They're both going, you know, later on that range. That's that they 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 fall they fall in that split backfield, right? They fall into, like I said, like you got, you know, Michelle and Henderson. You know, you got the Johnson Lindsay. You know, you got Connor Edmond. So you got a couple of those situations where you could, you know, and and the Moss Singletary, Moss and Singletary, same thing, right? So there's there's a few of those teams. Where you could take a guy like any one of those guys later on, right? As upside, right? Absolutely, there's a ton of that back. But I want, I love those guys as my fourth running back. Like if I'm playing two, I want three reliable backs, and then I can try to maybe double down on some upside here. The hit rate isn't as high, and like I said, you're picking sides. Like I, I get it. We can have this debate. Like you know, you, you know, some people like Connor. Some people like it. With like it. Some people like Lindsey. I'm a David Johnson guy. I get it. I see both sides though, so it's like it's a 50-50 lottery ticket. I'm like, are you doing Rojo from that? Um I'm I'm all over Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones is a great value at running back in this draft. I think he's mm-hmm. he's he's seriously been a steal for me all over the board. Uh, the guy's gonna get a thousand yards. Like I don't care if he loses touches. He's on a really good offense with, uh, with a Super Bowl champ with the best quarterback in NFL history with weapons all over the board. There's gonna be running lands and he's gonna run the ball. And that's that's a guy that I've been getting as my fourth running back, third running back. Like I said, I would rather him than Fournette. I'm not a huge Fournette drafter guy because then I'm 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 kind of splitting hairs. Then I'm getting back in that same group of, you know, which one do I like better? Or which lottery ticket do I like upside on it? so then i'm rather waiting that's that's to me see that's the range where if i draft if you draft running backs early if you take you know five running backs in the first like eight you know eight rounds or something in this range where everyone's taking you know those split backfields you can just start hammering wide receiver all right because like you you know like, like i've done in my drafts i've taken two wide receivers in the first you know five rounds but then i don't take one till like round 10. Or, you know, nine, when everyone starts taking these running backs, now I'm taking, now I'm taking all those other – now I'm taking – you know what? I'm taking the lottery ticket on Michael Thomas that he fell to me. I'm, 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 maybe I'm taking the risk on, like, a, a Jalen Waddle on the upside, right? Maybe even, like, a Rondell Moore. You know, I mean, the upside guys that you can take on the back end of some of these drafts, like, are, are, are huge upside guys. Um I'm trying to think who else I like. You know, I don't love Sammy Watkins, but some people do. Um, you know, you got and you know, then you take lottery tickets to a guy like Ruggs, right? A guy like Rager, AJ, you know, uh, you got Smith there, Marquise Brown. The one of the best values I've seen at wide receiver is Landry. All right, look at all these got, he's just sitting there on the board, right? Will Fuller for plays. Right, those guys are going after. Callaway. This is why I don't love Callaway. Callaway's come off the board before all those guys, and I don't love that. You know, even a guy like Tyler Boyd, right? Then you get in the indie indie wide receivers, right? You get Pittman. You get also Judy. Judy falls down the board. Judy's why, one of my
0: favorite picks for this redraft uh, season, um, and it has more to do with the chemistry that him and Bridgewater are actually putting together already. It's something that I've been watching, and even as a Judy Dynasty owner, I've been very intrigued with. Uh, but for a redraft on a later, you know, if he's my third or fourth wide receiver, I'm excited
1: about the upside. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, and that's the range. I mean, you know, the guys that are falling down the board, you can take risks on later on. Like that's when you, you can take your, your your third wide receiver. If we Odell Beckham. I mean, you know, Cortland Sutton is in this range. Like, you know, Bill Pittman. Like, you you can get these guys. Like, you know, three, four running backs. Antonio Brown's a great value. You know, Debo Samuel. Like, these guys are all going like eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh round. Like, take running back early and then go. Just go nutty with these. All these guys are like his three and four wide receivers. Like, you're gonna have you know Chase Claypool's obviously in that same range. Like. These are guys all – once you hit double-digit rounds like that back end, that, you know, 8, 9, 10 range, you know, guys are starting to take those split backfields, just hammer these running backs. Like, you talk about Texans. Yeah, yeah but I'll take the, I'll take a Brandon Cooks, like, in, like, the 13th, 14th round as my fourth receiver. You know, they're going to they go throw the ball to somebody. Fine. I don't have a problem with that. You know, Landy's Landry's the most safest, reliable guy on the board. You know, Chanel's going a little too high. You know, and, again, I'm not Edwards' guy. But again, Edwards, Rugs, like yeah, that's where you take your fourth wide receiver upside, and there's a ton of them. Like you said, usually in the past there isn't, but there's, there's a ton of it. Like I said, Michael Thomas is the value when you can get them later on. Uh, you can afford to do that. That's the that's a guy I really like later on. But a uh, Zach Moss and uh, Singletary. It's yeah, they're in that same range. That's split backfield range. It's it you know that that's what you, that's what you're gonna see. I mean. When you, when you go into these drafts, you're going to see that, you know, like we talked about the first five rounds, right? And then after that, um, I've seen, you know, a lot of people go, you know, quarterback, you know, 6th, 7th, you know, 8th round is like where people start to go quarterback, dabble back in, you know, running back or wide receiver. And that's where you can hammer running backs because actually, no, sorry, 6th, 7th and 8th, 6th, 7th round is people going quarterback, all right. And, they, and they're going wide receivers still, right? Because they're trying to clean up the wide receivers, right? So at this point, you just go running back, right? Or running back like seven, eight, nine. And then you switch the trend because now everyone has to chase these running backs because they're like, shit, I don't have any running backs. This guy's got five. So now they're all taking mm-hmm. these split backfields 50 50. You got five starters, but you only got two wide receivers. Okay. So now I get to pick and choose between like the next tier, like after the top, you know, 20, 30 or off the board. Like and that's and that's a huge number of lottery tickets that you can hit on wide receivers than you can't at running backs.
0: And I think that's that's probably the the, the best point that, that really is being driven home is is kind of that, you know, do you wanna do you want running backs at the beginning that you know are going to produce, or do you wanna go with a, a risk later on and deal with that split backfield situation? Nine times out of 10, I'm going to stay with the with the running backs that are going to be most productive. And I don't need to worry unless I'm playing in a super flex league or something like that. So uh, PPR backs are always uh, another favorite of mine. And the only one that that really is um, is still ringing a bell to me. Uh, would be Hines. That That's the only PPR back that
1: I really... McK- McKissick, McKissick's kicking over. You can take McKissick. Yeah, I, I can take have, McKissick I got, too. I, got, I, I, got McKiss- I got McKissick later on. Yeah, I mean, it, when you talk about handcuffs, like, depends who you like. Again, like, everyone would probably tell you take A.J. Dillon. I'm fine with that. I'm, I like Halen Hill better, but this isn't Dynasty, so I don't have a problem with you taking Dillon, you know, the, the same kind of, like, you know, weird upside and that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, like I said, the running back... It's just like, and eh, the upside on the back end. I'm like, you got like a Ramon Stevenson. I love that upside. Sure, you know, go get her. But am I taking a Giovanni Bernard? Eh, you know, you maybe you take. I like Gainwell. You do. I, I do know.
0: like Gainwell. I that like Gainwell. Uh, late. You know, that's where that's. I think that's the beauty of where you do, in fact, have that edge um, in in these in these redraft leagues versus uh, some of some of your peers that may just be doing the kind of the the, the work leagues. Um, and that has more to do with the fact that you are already aware of the names. You know what's being said, you know, uh, what the possible opportunities are. So you could take those later risks. And then maybe you go heavy up top on chalk because you could take risks later on. Yeah. You no. know, one thing that I think maybe we we move on to um, is IDPs for those those guys that are taking IDPs, um, I personally am a big fan of any any IDP format. But redrafts are a lot of fun because it's normally just a position, or it's it's normally like the utility position of an IDP versus uh, versus trying to label it out by by the actual positions. So, Tom, do you have any IDPs that you are heavier on than than others, or
1: well again it all depends on preference. Uh I'm not an IDP early guy. Right? I'm not taking early. Again, probably because I'm an IDP guy. So I know I can find myself value later on and I'm I'm going to try to I'm going to try to I'm going to roll the dice on that on the back end. So I'm not going to be the guy to go, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to get one of the top linebackers. Like I'm not I'm not going to get Leonard or White. Um you know, I might get you know, I like it is you might be able to get like a Bobby Wagner, you know, Bobby Wagner, he's a little bit older, but even he goes a little bit too early. Um, Zach Cunningham is usually the value for me. So
0: because- I, I, I I see I see the the Cunninghams, but I, I think there's there's always like those those second year uh linebackers that kind of get kind of get missed. So a guy like Isaiah Simmons is an intriguing guy for me. A guy like
1: how intri- how intriguing though. Like, uh, so so what do what do we play five IDP guys, right? In your league, we play
0: five IDP. All right, so IDP we're gonna players. we're gonna
1: go up that format, right? So you're talking right. You like them. Where do you like them? Do you like them as one of your starting five IDP? Which one? Uh, five. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, all right you jump you jump past the, the conversation. Let's go with let's go with the top tier guy. Like we we're you, where going in the top tier group. Like if you're paying up early and you want a top tier guy. Right, which one are you gonna get I like I personally always love the value of Cunningham because for some reason he gets pushed down and he goes outside of the top 10 because flashy bigger names go early and i'm I'm fine with getting a guy like that
0: so I think guys that I mean I'm I'm perfectly content with playing paying for a martinez up front more than anything it's because of what I know I'm getting out of them on a on a weekly basis and i'm perfectly content depending on the on the format i mean he could be a guy that's giving you anywhere between 10 to 10 to 14 points so uh let's say i jacked up my my running back situation a little bit yeah i'll happily go grab myself another 15 points out of a linebacker so i'll pay for that um you know a guy like uh, Fred Warner is another one that maybe you can let slide on the later end, but we'll still be producing those numbers.
1: He's, he's he's going too high. He's going above Cunningham. He's going too high. He's going, he's going too high. And I, I and I, and I get it. And I agree with you. Like the Martinez Cunningham, like, yeah, we would like to get one of these top, you know, 10 guys on the board. Right. You'd like to get one of those. That second tier is usually what I do. I usually don't take a top tier 10 guy. I'll take two of the next tier because I think, you know, the next tier is, is, is similar potential on that, on that same level. Cause then you get into like a, you know, a Patrick queen, uh, upside Larry ticket and Derwin James, you get, okay. you know, Giga Kendricks, you know, guys like Deion Jones, you get, like, you know, Edmonds.
0: You got Edmonds. I, I think this is where, this is where you stock splashed in some of those, uh, some of those safeties as well when uh, uh, a chin is a, uh, is a great one to, to throw in there.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Um, he's just going too high.
0: Oh, well, he's going to be in that, that second tier that you can, that yeah. you can play around with, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's, yeah. No,
1: that's this is more no, so this... what I'm
0: interested by.
1: No, you know, there's no doubt. It definitely. Definitely. He's in that, he's in that second tier. I mean, cause, yeah, the safeties are obviously great. Um, you know, if you can if you can get one, obviously you can get a Baker or an Adams. Yeah, you're right. If you if you can't, yeah. Then you you know rolling then you're taking Chin, you know, Darwin James. That that's just as good. Like there's a lot lot of safeties out there. But yeah, I mean basically IDP. I want I want one of those top, you know I want two of those top twenty five guys. Of course, and then and, and then then you, know, you can go lottery ticket like you, know, you can go like because you can rotate and it's fun, you know. Then you can go you know high, you know high upside high return. You, you, then you can go real lottery ticket with a guy like you know Parsons later on. Your boy Simmons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jermaine Davis. You know, I uh, like seeing Reddick this year, no matter what he plays. Definitely with
0: Reddick, I think Reddick's uh, probably going to hit um, more than you know. One thing that I will say, Michael Parsons in an IDP. I don't... I'm I'm staying away from him because I think he's going to be higher than uh,
1: the points produced. I agree. You probably get Jalen Smith after him. Just in case I'm taking Jalen mm-hmm. Smith. I'm just not taking Van Der Esch. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that risk. Um, right
0: now you have uh, Jalen, you got uh, Neil and Cox all theoretically state, slated uh, in the middle and um, the only one i'm taking is jalen uh keanu neal i love him but i need to see what the cowboys end up producing so he's probably an idp wave wire target if i'm looking at him still
1: yeah i mean i i could i, nah, I don't know if he's wave wire like he's worth a lot to me like again am i gonna have to pay a little for him yeah maybe but you know what maybe i'm taking it as my fifth and I, I back up with somebody else and i take somebody else randomly later on right, But you can take guys like i mean. Obviously, I'd rather have a Jermaine, you know, Jermaine Davis instead. Um, but you definitely want two of those guys. Like I, I feel comfortable with, with two, and then you can play around with it. But again, IDP is tough. You know, when people when you when you do an IDP draft, and obviously the offense, it's that gauge. You know, people always ask me, you know, when does IDP go? When does IDP go?" And I always tell people the same answer. I said, "When someone decides they they're done with their offense." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just start i said <laughs> then 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 i know and i'll tell you this, this is what i realized then i know i have about three rounds before i have to get involved yep right? but i'm giving up i'm giving up the top you know five six players okay i understand that but i'm gonna get a top 10 guy but i, I can't go past three rounds after the first idp guy's taken because then it's like all right i'm not gonna get one of, unless you unless you don't care like Again, I've done it both ways. I've played roll the dice with IDP and it's worked because IDP, which we, you know, we talk about a lot in the show is, is situation more than talent. Like you can find a guy who just starts because he has to start and he gets tackles. Like, you know, good. You don't have to be a great player to get tackles, you know, in IDP it's, it's situation. So you could wrote that a little bit more on the back end, but yeah, if you want one of those IDP guys, wait, wait to see the guy who takes one first and then count in your head you know, you got a couple of rounds, maybe try to steal some offense and then you're going to slowly start to see everyone do it. You know, it's it's the same thing that happens in every draft. You know, I talk about, you know, me and you talk about a lot, but you could change a draft that way. Like, that's what happens. Like if they set the tone, like those guys set the tone. We talked about like when Kyle, when Kyle Pitts goes like that sets the tone of draft. Like once he goes, the other three tight ends go like within a round. Like that sets the tone. Like once once like, you know, once. You know, not Mahomes come off the board. Once the second quarterback comes off the board, then you, you see three more come off the board within a round. Like that's because of that reaction. Like that changes the draft. The same thing at IDP. Like, you know, and I've actually done it in drafts and for the fun of it is I've actually done it and started the run to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I and I sat back and watched and waited. And like so I you know, I, I've I've done these things that I talk about and I've seen. I've experimented and played with them. And like, yeah, you can be the guy who takes the credit the EI fine. But you know you can get better offensive value if you're a smart IDP guy. Listen, if yep. you're new to if you're new to IDP, right, be the second guy to take IDP or the third guy, right. But definitely jump in the run. Right, if you're new to IDP, jump in the run. Just don't be the first guy, right. But jump in the guy. If you're a veteran like me and Bobby, um, I'll jump in the run for ones later on. I'm like I, I'll trust my skills to dig out some talent and hit rate, you know um and that's that'll be more that'll be a lot more fun because obviously we, you know we love idp so for me that's fun playing a little more matchups and trying to hit some upside talent but if you new to idp you take a couple of those shocks early like once they start coming off the board um you know trying not to be you know too cute but you can you can get away with it right idp is the one format you can get away with it and play with it but if you don't play it well it definitely will come